Checking in with Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch for our weekly City Hall updates. Mayor, the heat wave is broken. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. It was getting a bit, what, what was more concerning than the heat is the lack of rain and to see some of the trees in stress, you know, distress throughout the city. And obviously the grasses are all burnt up there like straw, but uh, we don't want to lose trees and shrubbery and the, the bigger plant material, which uh, they're in jeopardy when you have this kind of a drought. So um, we've been bringing in, as we talked before, we're bringing in private contractors help the water. So hopefully we can get some rain now, now that the weather's broken. Yes, it uh, gives uh, good credence to the argument for artificial turf, I guess, on playing fields. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's an argument for for sure. <laughs> um, any concern with the water supply for the city, do you know? No, we're part of the Metropolitan Boston uh, MWRA district, which is fed by the Coabin Reservoir, which I'm told is at over 90% capacity, so there's no issue for us. I know a lot of social towns are dealing with that, but not here. That is good news. So how is the uh, renovation of Marymount Parkway going? Uh, actually, it was uh, pushed off a little bit because of the shutdown of Furnace Brook uh, just around the corner mm-hmm. uh, to do some of that national grid work. I think they held it off for a few more days, so the actual uh, construction work will be another couple of days. I think we didn't want to have disruption on Marymount Parkway while Furnace Brook Parkway was closed. It just would have caused too many disruptions. It so. leaves you with very little options if those two are yeah, closed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Although Marymount Parkway, people forget that that, that that was all part of the park. Uh, the state put 3A through that a long time ago, but mm-hmm. that was originally all part of the parkland track that the Adams has given us. Oh, that's um, food for thought for sure. Anything else in construction world we should let folks know about just to be aware of? No, I just, I know somebody grabbed me yesterday. I said, Gee, you're, you're digging everything up, you know. I said, well, this is the time of year to get as much as we can done. I know we're getting roads done all over the place mm-hmm. between uh, various contractors, uh, and we're making good progress. I inspected uh, Montclair area the other day, uh, Dell Street and Versailles and Montclair Ave, Harriet Ave, and, and boy, they're looking really handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the new curbs in some places, resetting the curb, the concrete sidewalks, the the new streets, they really pop. And uh, somebody said to me, why are you wasting money on a neighbor like that? They don't vote, and uh, which really disturbed me, that that kind of an attitude. Um, we do this based on need. We do the water mains first, and then the gas mains, and then we do the roads. And, and you know, I don't care what neighborhood it is. We, we, try to, we have a plan to address them all over time, and we're making good progress. And we've got excellent contractors uh, working out there. We get a lot of good feedback from people. When are the uh, changes on the Hannah Parkway going to take place, the traffic signal changes? I don't know. That's a good question. I know it's in final design, so um, I'm not sure when exactly physically we'll see any activity out there, but we'll keep you informed. Okay, very good. Can we talk a little bit, Mayor, about uh, an honor that you received from uh, the good folks here at Manit Community Health Center as part of their National Health Center Week activities? Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little embarrassed, quite frankly. Um, I was glad to be there and, and uh, thank Manit for what they do each and every day. You know, health care um, has been crazy the last 10 years, and cost for health care is, is challenging. And, and many of the big institutions, you just a number. But places like Manit Community Health and, and um, uh, you know, the work they do with the three facilities they have in Quincy, um, is pretty remarkable, and it's economical, but it's also, you're not a number. It's very personal. So, uh, you know, it's National Healthcare Week where I was invited down, and, and uh, they, they did give me an award, a clock, and a plaque for, 
of my partnership with them over the years. Uh, but, you know, again, this, this is what we're supposed to be doing as mayor. I, you know, I don't need or look for or deserve any plaques. I'm just doing my job. But they do remarkable work, as does Eugene Welch and, and uh, with our other health center um, in North Quincy, which is very popular with the Asian community, South Cove, mm-hmm. which started originally in Chinatown. They have major facilities now in Quincy and Malden. Uh, they do great work. Uh, in fact, Eugene Welch uh, just informed me that he's going to be retiring at the end of the year. Mm. Um, and he, he's been uh, really terrific, a real steady hand on that organization. So they do great work. And um, not, they, they do it um, far more economically. And I think, I think the stat is one in 11 people in this country now get the health care through a health center wow. uh, rather than going to a, a hospital um, setting, which is pretty cool. It is indeed, yeah. Uh, folks uh, should uh, be aware that Manit's holding open houses at all of their locations uh, all this week. It's open to the public, including where they all started, out on House Neck. Yes, East Street, and then Wisconsin Street, yep. in Germantown. Cynthia Sierra, the staff, the board, and all those volunteers. What a remarkable job through the pandemic. I can't say enough about them mm-hmm. uh, and the great work they do. So, But uh, congratulations to all of them. And to you as well, Mayor. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, update on the uh, Richard de Cristofaro uh, Early Learning Center to let us know about? Well, they've, they've been doing the um, remediation in the building. So there's, uh, and and again, we're dealing with some of the uh, the shortfalls in the in the supply chain and the the long lead time on windows mm. and various pieces of the building. So it's it's challenging, but. Uh, you know, all hands on deck. It's it's happening. I mean, if you've driven by, it's been gutted out, and there's a lot of work going on inside. So um, it's going to take longer than we had anticipated because of what we're dealing with in the general economy. But overall, it's a good team down there, and, and uh, we're very excited about the project. The school people are so excited, uh, particularly the families that have uh, little ones that we, we bust out for some of these programs that to keep them in the community. Um, they're, they're really thrilled because they played a part in the whole design as you recall i you know i picked up the building i thought we could just move in and and, mm-hmm. and had a kind of very a robust timetable on that and then we started to really look at things that you start to look at the codes the standards required by the state and you meet with the the various folks in that world and all of a sudden we're doing a complete cut job and so it'll be a, a state-of-the-art brand new facility top to bottom really other than the shell, um, so it's it's and in that world, there's a lot of requirements. There's a lot of extra bathrooms and certain kitchen facilities needed. Um, when you get into the mechanicals like that, that's that's the stuff in construction that costs a lot of money. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's an investment, and we should be doing it anyway for the families of our Quincy. But at the end of the day, over time, we are going to save money. What is the uh, planned opening date now? That's uh, a good question. I'm not even touching that one, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to TBA, as they say. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I've is done that to myself too often. Yeah. Um, is the is the uh, uh, more allocation of al- funds going to be needed to complete it, or do you have sufficient um, funds? I think we're in good shape right now. That's. I mean, that may be an issue mm-hmm. uh, going forward, but I think we're okay right now. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, funds, a major donation uh, from the Hale family to the Sasha YMCA. Yes, once again, uh, Rob and Karen Hale have stepped up and uh, done remarkable philanthropy work. I mean, they've been supportive of the YMCA, but they're so supportive of so many incredible organizations. Um, I mean, you, you go through any of the major hospitals in town, 
particularly Dana Faba, Brigham Women's, and, and uh, you see their names uh, all over the place because they've been so generous with their success in life to help others. Uh, it's remarkable. They're pretty amazing individuals. Uh, obviously, he runs a great company here in Quincy, Granitelle, and, of course, his company, Fox Rock, is involved in some major development here. And, you know, I, I know that, uh, Joe, I know you don't live in Quincy, but you view Quincy as your home in many, many ways. Um, Rob doesn't reside here, but he runs his businesses here, and he views Quincy as his home, uh, as I do. He takes great pride in that, and I think that the organizations in Quincy, such as the Y, have benefited greatly from his generosity, him and Karen. So we're we're thrilled. I'm, I'm just grateful for his having his business here and, and runs a great company, and uh, he's a good-paying jobs, and a lot of young people from Quincy uh, have gone to work there and, and, and making a career there. So solid, solid people, and we're, we're very fortunate for his, his presence, his generosity, him and Karen. Big ceremony uh, taking place Thursday, and even the governor is uh, going to attend. Yes, yes, I look forward to catching up. I talked to the governor yesterday on some issues, and look forward to seeing him. Uh, he's in Quincy quite often. Yes, did the uh, MBTA come up in that discussion, Mayor? <laughs> uh, it always comes up in those discussions, Joe, unfortunately, unfortunately, depending yeah. on how you look at it. <laughs> it is what it is, as they say. I, I, I say it all the time, uh, ad nauseum. I, you know, he's taking the bull by the horns on this, and he continues to, to move the ball down the field. He didn't have to. Most governors have stayed away from it, being a separate authority. But I, I, think, we're, I think we're a year away from really turning the corner, Joe, mm-hmm. as they make all these improvements. Uh, you know, we had the middle of the pandemic, which slowed all the construction of the cars down. Mm-hmm. They've had challenges there, so... I think a year, year and a half out, we're going to be in a much better place, and the system will be in much better order. Again, I say it, we had decades, decades of neglect. Uh, much of what we saw in some of the city buildings in Quincy before we created the public buildings department, uh, you know, was bailing wire and duct tape, mm. and it only goes so long. It, it catches up, and it definitely has caught up with the, the T-system, but I think uh, Steve Povtech, his team, they're doing good work. Uh, I know disruption is difficult and challenging, but, um, you know, in case of the Orange Line shutdown, for example, by the time the system stops operating, by the time you shut down the power, if you set up all the safety requirements to do the construction, then you get a breakdown and then get the system back up running, you're only working for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So that's why shutting down the Orange Line makes such sense, as we did with the Walls and Station renovation. It saves far more time. It saves far more money, um, and of course, as a board, we allocated thirty-seven million for bus service while that was uh, while that's going on. So I just hope people can be a little more patient. I understand the frustration, particularly when you rely on it every day. Uh, but we are making uh, as a T. I think that they're making good progress. Finally, today, Mayor, I wanted to offer my condolences. I know you consider uh, David McCullough a, f- a friend, so uh, uh, condolences on his passing and, and your comments about them. Yeah, the, the best term I've heard about David McCulloch for years is he's a national treasure. And um, he, he is a, was an amazing writer, an incredible orator. He's an, And a, just, a, just a wonderful human being. Um, I don't think the guy had a bad bone in his body. And, and I was so fortunate to spend time with him in my office, to spend time with him at his place in Hingham. Um, you know, talked about a lot of different issues. We, we were picking his brain about Quincy 400 and how best to to celebrate the history. Obviously, he's a history guy. 
and talked about how we need to be celebrating our history and talking about our history, and uh, you just can't ignore the past. Uh, and, of course, the, the highlight was him speaking at the Hancock Adams dedication, uh, and I know that's why probably three-quarters of the people went to that event to hear him, uh, because he was such a talented, gifted speaker, not only with his content, but he had that, that voice, which was so soothing. Uh, I, I listened to him at, I think, three or four different lectures, Joe, mm -hmm. over the years, and I was disappointed each time that he ended. I could have gone and listened to him for another hour uh, at each of them because he was that good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it, he was an incredible American, contributed greatly, not only the Adams book, but a number of the books that he'd written, a number of the causes that he spoke for. Uh, I know he, he's originally from Pennsylvania, and they named a bridge for him there. I certainly uh, want to do something in his memory in Quincy, at some point, and we're kind of thinking that through. Hmm. Maybe it's associated with the New Adams Presidential Center, um, but we, we've we've got to certainly memorialize him and his contributions. And uh, obviously, he put Quincy on the map with the Adams book, which led to the Adams miniseries with Tom Hanks. Uh, just just a remarkable American, and you know. And I know he lost his wife Rosalie a couple of months before. They were incredible partners. Uh, it's funny before I left his the last time I. I think it was the last time I really saw him. Um, he was speaking about how his wife had contributed to him in his writings. And he said, hang on. He pulled down a book from the shelf, and he read a passage from John Adams. He talked about one word, and and he talked about that word came from Rosalie and how that one word changed the whole tone of that chapter. It was remarkable. Um, I remember speaking at ENC, one of the comm commencements. He spoke at the dedication of the library. Uh, he gave a lecture, and there was a fundraiser at the Marriott one night. Um, I, I heard him at the Library of Congress many years ago give a lecture, and uh, Kennedy, said to the Kennedy and a number of senators and reps were there. Uh, he's, he, he had such dignity in class. Um, you know, when you look at all the, the rancor and, and, and the craziness the last several years, uh, he was a great example of how we should conduct ourselves in the public square. Just a remarkable individual. We're a better country for it. We're a better city for him. Um, so we, we certainly pray for his soul, and we, we remember his family. Uh, he had a good long life, 89 years old, but certainly it's, it's never easy to lose a loved one. So our hearts and prayers go out to his, his children and grandchildren. Sure. Always good to talk to you, Mayor. Appreciate it, as always. Thank you, Joe. Enjoy the day. You as well. Enjoy the cooler weather. Amen. Absolutely <laughs> will. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye now.